So today is the day where you need to make the choice to go after that dream, to start today and to realize the life that you always wanted. You are the only person that defines your life. You are the only person that defines the outcome. So make the right choice today to stand up and make that choice to live your life on your terms and to live your dream. Come on, let's take that charge. Weza, that guy, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah, man. Wow. I'm, I'm out here listening, taking, <laughs> taking charge of my life, listening to the choice <laughs> that I need to be making. Thank you very much, gentlemen, for all that. That was really inspiring stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'm good. I'm good. It's been a it's been a good day so far. I've, you know, I woke up this morning and then I said, you know, before I get up, let me take my phone, let me write down everything I want to do today. Yeah. And, you know, so I made a schedule. That sounds like quite a long yeah, list, bro. <laughs> so I was like, hey, these are all the 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 mountains I need to knock down today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I mean if I don't do, if I don't knock them down, then I might just well co- go on carry on back. Going to sleep, right? Mm. So I just got up and I, you know, I've been, I've been out here. Yeah. Been knocking mountains down. This is like mountain <laughs> number four. What you on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's proper, that's proper stuff, right? So what's the, how many more mountains do you still need to knock for the rest of the Jeez, day? I think there's still about, uh, five more mountains to knock down. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, if, if, if all goes well, man, I'm gonna sleep a happy man tonight. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> With more money in the bank, right? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just about the accomplishment, you know, it's just yeah. about the feeling of, yeah, I knocked that down, knocked that down, knocked that down too. You know, that, that's, that's what it's more about. Yeah. That's the fulfillment, right? Yeah, man. And, and being time bound. I mean, we all have so many things that we want to do, so many, you know, um, ideas or maybe, uh, things that are in the pipeline and, and we procrastinate sometimes. And sometimes it's just because we're not setting deadlines mm, to say, yeah. okay, today I'm going to, it, it, yeah, this thing is not going to see the end of today. I'm mm. going to knock it down. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. that's a powerful thing. Exactly. So um, we've got our guest Hating Gwenya today, and he's uh, the founder of School Media. You know, I, I tried to read your profile, but I just couldn't access it, bro. So maybe we should just get to know you on on air today. That's so just cool. tell us a bit about yourself first and foremost. Where are you from? Who's Hating Gwenya? Because I didn't Google you, bro. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm from. I was born in Soweto. Yeah. I grew up made in the suburbs, um, in the East Strand, south of Johannesburg, mm-hmm. uh, East South. Um, and basically throughout my life, I, sorry, throughout my life, I've been doing different things. Mm. Um, when I was in school, I used to sell sunglasses to my teachers. Yeah. So it's all, it's always been about business for me. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to make money from any any opportunity that I get. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I left school, I just started, I decided to start a business rather than uh, study. Mm-hmm. So I started a business called School Media where, because I saw an opportunity where brands could communicate directly to young people and mm. get the relevant information to young people at an early age. Um, so that's why School Media was then born. So mm-hmm. we've got access to 9,000 schools across South Africa. Yeah. And, um, through that, we've run activations and we place wall, we do wall murals in the schools mm-hmm. and also do like your normal print posters, A0, um, A0, A1, uh, uh, posters in the, in the corridors. Yeah. And then part of the revenue then goes back into the school in a form of development. So we don't give 
the school's um, cash because it's not huge amounts of cash. Mm-hmm. And we just don't see where it goes. Uh, so we give the schools, we've agreed that we give them signages and um, wall clocks. Yeah. So that's in the past, uh, you can imagine some classrooms don't even have wall clocks. So mm-hmm. um, that much makes such a difference in a, in a classroom from advertising. So it's about um, obviously brands reaching the learners. Mm-hmm. They get an op- a benefit. And then obviously the school also gets a benefit. And opportunities that weren't there, like competitions, um, for the learners in in those schools, uh, mm. opportunities for them to stand chances to win, to have prizes like a land of pirates come to their school, mm-hmm. um, you know, or a soccer player comes and plays soccer with them, or they get to be ball boys on the soccer field when uh, ga- before games uh, mm. start. So we try and bring various opportunities. So it's not just about branding. And, and how long have you been doing the whole school media thing with uh, all these schools? Um, it's six and a half years now. Six and a half years. Yeah. How old are you, by? Yeah, I just want to know. I'm 25 now. Oh right. So yeah. w- this is quite an interesting story then. So six and a half years. So you started this when you were about 18, right? Yes. Yeah. As I left school, well, 19. Yeah, 19, 18, 19. 19 yeah. Did you study at varsity? Uh, no. I- I didn't. So tell us yeah. about the transition from high school into school media because the conventional path is for a person to go from high school to university. But now there's a story there because you left high school and you didn't go into varsity. Why? Um, well, for a lot of reasons. Um, I always felt studying wasn't my thing. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy going into detail, studying and planning and all of that. But I... I like to plan things yeah. and know where I'm going and obviously make it happen, you mm. know. So I'm a person that makes things happen. So I knew going to study, I was going to sit there and then people were going to tell me about how to start a business and this is the, and in the true sense, they're not even businessmen. That's why they're sitting in that classroom. So you always wanted to go into business? Um, yeah, I've always, that's the only career that I've. Yeah, because I mean, you were selling sunglasses in high school, school yeah. yeah, and all and, of it. And in primary schools, I used to sell uh, firecrackers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's initially what I started doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So now that I think about it, like, uh, I want to understand though, why business? And what did your parents say when you spoke about business and not following the conventional path? Um, because you're you're a black kid, you know, in yeah. South Africa and our times, like your parents have yeah. a certain plan for you, right? No, of course. Um, it was a big argument, but I mean, when I was thirteen years old, I had a small store. Yeah, I borrowed about uh, two thousand rand uh, mm-hmm. from my mom, and my aunt had a shop in Dobsonville sh- uh, Shopping Center. Yeah, and there I set up a store. So I went with my aunt and mom to. A jumbo cash and carry mm-hmm. uh, We bought firecrackers um, I asked to borrow it And then obviously my aunt was there to help me mm-hmm. But it was uh, That was my own store I opened a small Like a table outside the store yeah. Outside her shop And uh, in December I sold Before New Year's I had made About I had already turned over 3,000 And I had uh, Firecrackers left So I mm. took that money And bought More firecrackers Before uh, before New Year's And then I stocked up About 4,000 Rand Worth of firecrackers And at the end I turned over Like 10,000 Rand Jeez, That man. I had And I gave my mom 3,000 Rand back Yeah For her borrowing me And I took the rest Of the money So And then I gave my cousins For helping out A bit of money 
So I had about 6,000 rand and when I was about 13 years old. And Jeez, bro. When I went to high school, I didn't want to go to high school. So it was, what? It, was back and, <laughs> it was back and forth with my mom. So they knew that I hated school and my dad was very wow. a- angry. When yeah. I left school, we, we never spoke. My father and I never spoke for about a year when, Jeez, I, when I left school because he didn't like what I was. He thought I was just going to go play around and, yeah. you know. <laughs> waste time outside mm. and then after yeah you saw like oh this guy's actually doing something so yeah, <laughs> yeah. wow no, that, well this is actually pretty impressive i mean you're saying from primary school you had this mindset and what do you think um what what do you think one needs to be exposed to to get this mindset i mean i i remember having a friend who said maybe it's because you know he was in a certain school that that um that uh, didn't have many resources and or maybe the <laughs> the type of peers he had around him you know some a friend of mine he literally said where's that because you're exposed to white people <laughs> like <laughs> what do you think is it that that made you think that you know what i'm gonna make it no matter what i'm I'm 13 years old i'm willing to bet on myself so, yeah and me and my six thousand rand are gonna conquer the world <laughs> yeah well and i'll give you an, an experience that i had well when I was in school, there was, we used to sell, uh, there was silkworms. So yeah. at my house, we had a mulberry tree, uh, uh, mulberry tree. So silkworms obviously eat mulberry leaves. Yeah. So I started, uh, selling those silkworms to those kids. So yeah, but, the white kids love that stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so eventually I started buying silkworms now. Yeah. And then I bought like, Quite a few silkworms. Shucks, and I had a mulberry that, tree. What the heck <laughs> of that? Didn't think about it, was eh? No, but I never saw those bugs, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so besides that, it's about, I guess it's always about seeing the opportunity yeah. and uh, taking uh, that that gap. And, yeah, uh, but and, and, and what I want to get to is what what made you start to think like that? Because that people people hear about people, people who think yeah. like that all the time, time yeah. but we always wonder. But what do you? What did you do? What did, did your, you eat? Did yeah. your parents put you in the right environment? Yeah, where they, that's where true. Were they out here putting you? You know, in in certain career in Dabas? What what yep. was actually happening when you were growing up? Well, before I was in uh, in high school and mainly mainly primary school, I could say yeah. that's mostly what. Uh, shaped my personality and yeah and, and, and so you so you grew up you you were born in Soweto that's y- what you said right yes I was born in and then you moved to the suburbs yes how old were you when you moved uh, around seven uh, seven. Yeah, so, so seven so before primary school I started primary school you started prim- primary school okay so you started primary school already now uh, which school did you go to in the suburbs um when I went to School of Achievement. School of Achievement. Listen to that. Hey, it's a, hey. oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's 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 actually a government school. It's, oh yeah. It's a, it's a remedial school. Yeah. Uh, so I had ADD. Uh, oh when, yeah. When I was yeah. Okay. So. But you're sitting pretty still right now. So <laughs> I guess you. <laughs> I guess you recovered. Yeah. <laughs> all the Ritalin and yeah. all of that. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So. Um, so yes. Uh, yeah, so that's the school I went to, but yeah. shaping, what really shaped me was that, um, in my, when, during school holidays, um, I mainly stayed with my, when we went to Soweto, yeah. I used to be on holidays with my sister and my cousins. So it was mainly girls. So I don't think my mom never liked the idea of me just hanging around, playing with girls. So I used to yeah. go with my aunt to, 
her work, mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, her shop. So she used to sell hair products and, uh, you know, dark and lovely and then mm. hair pieces. And then they also had the phones, uh, yeah. like the phone. You know when you phone uh, before cell phones, people yeah. those those public yeah those telephones. So she had about oh, yeah, three okay. four phones yeah. and a photocopy machine. Oh. So was, I was it one of those container things? No, it was in the it was in the shopping center. Okay, so cool. The, uh, right. Yeah. So I was I spent most of my time there in the holidays. So oh. that's all I did. That's all I knew. So at you, the end of the you, day, I used to help account the money. So you were exposed to this uh, entrepreneurial lady from a very young age, and you saw her make money. In a very easy way, and you actually used to count the money, money with, with her. her. Yeah, exactly. And you say, "Geez, man, you make all this money just by sitting here, <laughs> and people just come." They walk in, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and also when she used to, I used to love when she goes to the toilet because yeah. she used to put back in five minutes, but uh. I used to sometimes move the. Uh, oh, take move, it away! Take yeah. it away and open the shop. Yeah, and it gave me that, you know, like that I feeling of feeling, I'm a okay, boss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How I'm old were you at this time? Now, uh, probably six. Six years, six, boss. Six, uh, yeah, the six year old primary school, and then hashtag the six, hashtag the six year old boss. <laughs> all right. Oh, pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, so this is where it's all started, and that's where the the mind sh- um, shifting yeah. started to happen. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, pretty interesting. It's actually quite interesting that he was exposed to an entrepreneurial environment at such a young age. I think that's the catalyst that changed everything for you because. Which six-year-old do you know as like a boss of a shop or has that <laughs> feeling of a boss of a shop at six years old? Like, Yeah, well, you get a lot of kids, but it depends what you, besides when I was in the shop, I just always liked selling. And I guess my aunt as well was very entrepreneurial because mm. she, even still today, she's 50-something, but she'll tell you I'm selling this. Uh, you yeah. Know? <laughs> oh, wow. So she still tries, yeah. you know. So it's, I guess it's just seeing that courage and uh, seeing that you... It's and and it's what you want to make out of it because she's a successful entrepreneur yeah. in her own in her own right, um, you know, and in uh, any street vendor could also be a successful ven- uh, entrepreneur in yeah. their own right. So it just depends how far you want to take it as an individual and where you want to go, I guess. Mm, which is very powerful, I have to say, because you really have had that mindset from a young age. So is this what birthed school media? Then would you say? Um, yeah, uh, yes, and yeah, p- partly, yeah. Mm. What's so, the other part? I feel like I need to hear the other part. What, because <laughs> we understand your aunt helped you and uh, exposed yeah. you to the environment, but then what's the other part? So, there's an organization in Dubai, yeah, uh, Soweto Business Executive Chamber, yeah. Mm. Um, so they had a youth part there, mm-hmm. um. And we used to learn about how, how to start a business, um, how to register a company. And we did various different campaigns. So there I learned quite a number of things. Um, mm-hmm. And it gave me more of a formal sense of of business. And, and what age were you at this time? Around 15, six, 16. 17, so you're 15, yeah. 16 years old and you're attending um, incubators on how to start businesses and how to come up with things. Yeah. While, while other 15 year olds are watching Dragon Ball or Z. Or playing PlayStation, <laughs> dog. Yeah, FIFA. Dragon Ball Z and FIFA. And then did you, did you play Dragon Ball Z? And, uh, I mean, did you watch Dragon Ball Z and play FIFA as well? I, I dislike Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> All my friends used to watch it. It was yeah. so bad. I, I used to get nervous. Yeah. Really? I, when I visited my friends, they started watching this Dragon Ball Z. And then the PlayStation starts becoming, you know, like, yeah. it was just annoying for me. So. 
This is very interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm not. A, I've got a PlayStation, but yeah. I don't even have games. So, <laughs> so what? What I actually am quite interested in, because I remember in being in primary school, and and um, I remember the HD, the ADHD kids in the school being, uh, especially let's say ones in my class, being those very busybody kids. You, you, they were rowdy and unruly. You, you know, it's yeah. hard for them to sit down. They're always doing something, hitting someone, <laughs> stealing something, running, screaming. You know, it was always those kids that needed to take the pills. Wow. I didn't even know what pills mm-hmm. these are, but it, it was like, geez, yeah. these kids are just a problem. Yeah. And then somewhere Definitely, along the line, yeah. they would just disappear. Like, you, they, they, they no longer in our school. And then, you know, you never yeah. see them again. again yeah. And you wonder, you know, what happens to those kids? They probably go to a different school. But then what happens afterwards? Yes, because yeah. now in your case, you were that ADHD kid that disappeared from the normal school to go to, you said you, you went to a, a school that, that was school um, yeah. a, a school of achievement for, for anyone with, you know, yeah. certain. And then I uh, mm. matriculated in a school, um, in the south of Johannesburg, Judeo yeah. College. Um, ah. So after that, I left. I went that, to that, a that, private so, school, I guess. Ah, um, that's the one that gave you the twang. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Uh, yeah. You should have seen the confusion this, in his yeah. face. He's like, what? What twang? I, I've got a twang. I've been speaking uh, like South this. Africa. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Josie accent. Like Allah, Allah. Josie for who? This is not a Josie accent. <laughs> no, but it's all good. All right. So, so you said you, you went to school of achievement. Uh, and then after school of achievement, then you went to the, um, the, the school in, um, the south of Johannesburg. Yeah. And then from there you went to the private school. Or no, was that, that, that what, is, that yeah. was the private, private school. school. That yeah, was your high school college, career. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Man, in, it's, it's an interesting, you know, uh, um, span of, of events because we always wonder exactly how these things happen. Yeah. So, uh, right after this, we're going to be chatting to the gentleman a bit more about, you know, the challenges of business and, uh, maybe even future endeavors right after Business this. leaders around the globe are committing to building a better world for everyone. Cliffcentral.com is joining forces with the Sympathy Sleepout, taking a stand for the plight of the homeless. We invite you to participate with us in the Sympathy Sleepout on the 28th of July, 2016. Join the ranks of leaders of change by using your influence for what truly matters. Sign up now for the Sympathy Sleepout on www.theceosleepoutza.co.za. That's theceosleepoutza.co.za. This is cliffcentral.com. So yeah, we're back and uh, we're with Ghetin uh, Gwenya. He's busy telling us a lot of stories about who he is, uh, where he's from. We got to understand his schooling career now and uh, he had a different schooling career. He had a different upbringing. Don't you agree with me, Wiza? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, you always uh, you, you always think that, uh, you know, you need to, to be the top student in class to, to be successful. And he was almost the, the opposite in primary school. Mm. And people thought, I know this kid is a stout one. Hey, this one is a problem. And he went from that to having to be a problem at home, you know, <laughs> being a problem with the parents. Well, don't you feel, I mean, when, when you, when you, t- when you out here threatening that you're going to go from school of achievements to business and your mom's like, no, 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 it's not going to happen that way. You're going to school. Yeah. Private school. You need a twang first. Uh, <laughs> you can't survive without you a need twang. twang first. <laughs> yeah. 
Jeez. Now tell us a bit about the the high school career in itself. I mean, you didn't want to be at school at that time. You wanted to be in business. You're you're 13 years old, and now you're in high school. Uh, was there any rebellion around that time? You you were not playing PlayStation. You're out here in incubators, but that came a little later on. Yeah. How did that whole process even start to happen? Um, in terms of what the incubator? Yeah, um, yeah. So so going from. Not really wanting even to be at school, oh, yeah. probably meaning that you don't really want to learn much yeah. about this education system. You don't and know why you're there. there like, exactly, yeah. yeah, and and so so what made you decide? Okay, cool. No, I I get the point. I see the point. Let me let me actually try and be successful here. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, it was relevant for me. I I didn't totally. Dislike um, education. Yeah. Um, so I just p- uh, picked the main subjects I wanted to take. So obviously I knew I wanted to be in business. I mm-hmm. took accounting. Yeah. I knew I wanted to be involved, heavily involved in business. So I wanted to know the history of the country. I did mm-hmm. history. So every subject I took was for a plan. So wow. business, I took it. I took business management because it's Your passion. obviously about business so I obviously mm. I have to learn about what's there and then I started enjoying English as a subject um, because I knew I've taught me about writing emails writing SMS and mm. obviously this is communication and so I really took some of the subjects seriously but I wasn't an A student but mm-hmm. I could just I could pass you know yeah. yeah so that's how I mainly focused on my education did did Anyone need to talk to you, talk some sense into you, or did you just figure this all out by yourself? Because it's it's very important that the right type of motivation is there. I always think that there's two types of motivation to move a certain body. Yeah. It is either the wind or it is fuel. Now, the wind is an external force that's trying to push you in a certain direction. But the problem is that if the wind is just not positioned correctly, you yeah. can go in any direction. And you might not go where the wind hoped that you were going to go. go yeah. But when it is fuel, then it's an internal drive and mm. you're going to carry on going and yeah. you're not going to stop. So it sounds to me like eventually it became an internal drive. I mean, when you're, you're 14, 15, you're 15 years old now and you have to choose your, your, um, you know, your, Subject. your subjects for yeah. the next year and you choose them in such a way that you are playing chess moves that, that will only, uh, materialize in five years from now. Yeah. So, so tell us a bit about that. What, where did that motivation come from? Did, did someone talk to you? Was it a wind? Or was it a fuel? Um, I guess it's, I just knew, I knew I had to do it. I mean, I yeah. didn't really have anyone like talk to me, like take, take this subject or take that subject. Um, I just based it on what, you know, it's, this what? is who I want to be and mm. I must take these subjects. Yeah. So did you so, know who you wanted to be at that time though? That's I think that's something that's fundamental because you knew you didn't want to be at school. school yeah. But where did you want to go at that time? Um I wanted to have my when I left school I was like, okay, I've got seven subjects, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna start seven businesses. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> so a subject uh a bit and every yeah, subject every subject is a business. business. So I was like, I'm gonna do an events business. I'm gonna do a, you know, a school media business. I'm gonna yeah. do a retail business. And you know, I tried everything. Yeah. Yo. In the first two years or three years, and I was like, this just must be a focus. Yeah. On something. Uh, and just get this right, and mm. then 
if you're happy, you can leave, branch out. You can leave or branch mm. out or whatever. Mm. So yeah, that's what that's where I'm currently at. Yeah. So it was always business. Like no matter what you did in high school, and no matter how frustrated you were. Then you started focusing and everything, and then you're like, no, I'm going to make sure that I do well or do the best that I can. It was always for business and entrepreneurship. Yeah. When I look at the profile that you have, you managed to you know, do quite a lot of different campaigns with many, many different entities, organizations, companies, and, and schools as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had a look at it right now, and it was talking about um, you know, you, you worked with Orlando Pirates at some stage, you worked with Danal at some stage, you worked with uh, Adidas at some stage, yeah. and, and, and a lot of different others. Now, your mom gave you that initial boost when you were 13 or some, somewhere yeah. at that time, the, the 3,000 rand. Now, did you get another boost right after high school or how did you get, go about really just that initial funding? Because yeah. sometimes that is a challenge for most, most, for most young people. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say I grew up from a rich family. Mm-hmm. Um, but my sister had a car. Yeah. Um, and we both shared the car because uh, I got to an age where I could start driving. Yeah. Um, and from there, obviously, she didn't have a job. She was uh, just studying as well. Yeah. She obviously took the normal route, studying and all of that. And um, so with, with, with that being said, uh, she took the normal route and that. And we shared the car. So... We used to get pocket, obviously pocket money. Well, not really pocket money. She, my parents used to put petrol in the car. Yeah. If I need airtime once a week or something, once in a month, um, they buy me airtime. So they could afford to do those things. Mm. So we had internet at my house, um, luckily, and I had an email address. And so I was, I'm very, I was computer literate. Um, uh, and, um, so, being with the computer, with the internet, I then was able to use these resources, airtime, uh, and the vehicle. Yeah. And set up times with schools when I left, when I left school, cause mm-hmm. I knew I had to secure the schools. Yeah. So it was that, um, and I used to, my sister and I used to fight and I used to use her car and then mm-hmm. I, you know, um, so that's how I initially started. Um, I didn't have a hard cash. I've never used my own money to start. The business mm-hmm. um i've reinvested the money i've made into the business yeah uh, just or obviously to keep things going but uh, to start something i've never actually used my own uh, you never needed initial capital told, yeah no so what i want to ask you is starting any business what does it actually take to start a successful business what's your what's your view on that um following through Following through, okay. Through, yeah. Start something, follow through with it, and make sure it happens. Yeah. And and what have been some of the like if if you think sheesh, I've learned some valuable lessons, um, uh, and it it has been the reason I have not failed, or it has been the reason that I failed before, and why I will not fail again. If you would name five key things that you say, geez, it, without these five things. Um, I don't think I'll, I'll succeed or, or I, I, because of some of them, I, I failed before yeah. and I will now use them so that I don't fail again. Yeah. So I, I, I don't say I've, I've, I don't think I've failed, um, before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I can, 
I wouldn't be able to answer how to handle failure because I don't yeah. know what fa- <laughs> what yeah. failure is because to me everything is about learning. Yeah. So it's about uh, patience. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, that's the first thing. Uh, you need to be patient. Well, not sometimes not too patient, but and also be uh, consistent. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't think I can actually name five. I think if you're patient and <laughs> and you're consistent, mm-hmm. um, you should be successful. Uh, I, I guess in what you do and just keep at it. Believe in what you do mainly. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so. We we can define success as um your your school media business, but let me ask you this. So let's say I'm patient and consistent, and I'm continually <laughs> trying to push and grind. When should I actually just accept the fact that my business won't be a success, or after how long should I wait? Because uh, patience is uh it's a very vague term, you know. Like yeah. So how long does it actually take? Do you you, you you know what the thing is? You don't know. When you, I I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm successful. I don't think I'm successful yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I believe I've achieved a number of things that I want to achieve. Yeah, but uh, th- that is success from the small achievements that yeah. I've done. But obviously, I want to achieve more things. Yeah, um, yeah. So, um, you never see what you. I guess you never see what you actually are doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it's you know, um, what's there's a saying you you. Something about a movie You can't see the movie When you're inside or <laughs> Yeah I don't yeah, know I don't, yeah. I, It's a frame actually. It's a, Yeah, I yeah don't know. So you can't see the picture sure. If you're in the frame Yeah Yeah, if you guys, yeah exactly mm. So um, Yeah With that being said I, uh, I'm just trying to think Yeah mm. It's yeah because it's a it's a very it's a very interesting yeah. dynamic if you think about it because because you could be thinking you're doing like you're not doing well yeah and yet you could be doing doing really well you're doing the right thing yeah and when you're at the moment of changing the direction mm. and then that's when it was, it is supposed to yeah. happen so or you could be completely doing the wrong thing, thing and the whole you're consistently time. doing <laughs> the, the wrong thing, thing. yeah <laughs> exactly so you gotta change as well don't mm. be afraid of obviously changing mm-hmm. um you know so don't do the same thing exactly mm. be consistent but don't do the same thing if it's not working Try acknowledge, something else. acknowledge it's not working okay. and, and then walk away okay or put it put it aside and then uh you know and then mm. try, come back to it at a, at a later stage so in essence you're saying be consistent in developing new solutions to if if something's not working working yeah Okay. No, exactly. Like, uh, I'll give you an example. In 2013, yeah. uh, we opened a retail store in town. Yeah. And, um, look, the store was doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was doing fine. I mean, if we were hope, the whole idea was to have a once a month blowout sales. Yeah. And then we didn't obviously sell all the stock in the first, in, mm. on that day, you know, because yeah. things were supposed to be so cheap. So, we then opened it as a store. Mm-hmm. So the idea of the blood sales wasn't there anymore of getting people to come in once a month, once off and just buy, uh, buy stuff and all of that. Yeah. So that was the idea. And then we saw that it didn't sell. So we had all the stock, you know, mm-hmm. and now we've got this space. So we decided, okay, let's open the following day and see how it goes tomorrow. Cause yeah. a lot of people are asking where you open. Then we like, okay, let's open the following day and see how it's going. Yeah. Then you started open. Then we open every day. So yeah. now the, the main idea where it started, yeah, it's now turned into a retail store. Yeah. So then we were like, no, 
uh, the guys and I that that work with me were like, we were like, no, let's not, let's just close everything down. Yeah. Put the stuff on Gumtree and whatever, put it on the internet, and then focus on on this part of part of the business. You mm-hmm. know, so uh, yeah, it's just those decisions that you have to make. So we had to put that on hold. It's not like we're not going to start to do it again. Yeah. Um, when we feel uh, comfortable enough, uh, mm-hmm. we're going to go into that. So mm. hopefully next year, yeah. So. Of those seven businesses that you wanted to start, how many have you actually started? <laughs> I started, I did all of them. Okay. I started, I, I did events, I did, you know, I, I did quite a number of And of how things. many of them are still alive or uh, live and kicking or successful at the moment? One. It's just school um, media. Just, yeah, just school media. But obviously with that, we do other, it's not general schools. You yeah. may find clients want to do stuff. In, in their offices yeah. or in uh, in communities and that. So um, when you are in a particular field, uh, people don't only ask you for that. They always ask you to, can you do this? You know. Mm. So when you once you get the client, which is the main thing, and it opens other opportunities, and you yeah. find yourself doing different things, yeah. but not just in that sector of business. Yeah. Well, that's that's actually something that's very useful. I heard someone once say. When you are um, selling tea, also sell a cookie with that, and uh, include a teaspoon, maybe even sell a muffin. <laughs> you know, so so that's how you get more business from that one core business cool. that you were doing. Yeah. But it's in, what what I um, picked up now is that I asked you earlier about failure, and you said you hadn't failed yet. You have tried seven businesses and only one exists right now, which means that the way your mind is set up. Is that you don't see failure as failure as how the world sees it, yeah. but you just see it as feedback to say, "Oh well, maybe that doesn't really work well with you guys." Well, how about this? Yeah. Oh, you don't want a tea, huh? You don't want tea, huh? I got coffee. Oh, you don't like coffee? Well, I got juice. Yeah. You don't want <laughs> juice? I got the freshest water you can find. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, which is which is a good approach. Yeah. Uh, I guess it 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 also protects your mind. It's a powerful think, mindset, though. Right? To think, you know, I haven't failed yet. Yeah. I've I've only just I've only gone forward. I'm you you you're only looking at how far you've come instead of looking where you fell, yeah. which is pretty good. Yeah. No. Yeah. You can't obviously concentrate on the bad. Well, well mm. I I can't concentrate on the bad things, and it's just about moving forward all the time. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did this get past it? Let's go. You know, mm. don't if you sit back, you're gonna be <laughs> you're gonna sit there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, an interesting lesson that I've learned through business, um, which I think a lot of people uh, either are going to learn the hard way or just gonna learn the easy way, is that there's never a um, there's never a good time to do a bad thing, but there is a bad time to do a good thing. So you need to really be patient and precise so that you can do the right thing at the right time. Mm. Mm. This this is, this, this can go as far as let's say, um, let's say opening up office and employing five people. Yeah. It's, it's not a bad thing, but there can be a wrong time to do that good thing. Thing, Exactly. Yes. And yeah, we've learned quite a lot of, a lot of that as well, because I mean, when we got one of our biggest clients, we expanded our business, obviously seeing the we like thinking yes we now we now in town you know yeah. we've got an international brand on our client list yeah know? and things are going to boom right now and you know we took on quite a few people and it's not that they weren't relevant but 
some of them weren't being resourceful. So you find people starting their own businesses in their business and, Yo. you know, uh, in the business. So we obviously it was when I had to also learn how to make decisions from mm. knowing someone and uh, obviously uh, dismissing them. Learning uh, how to fire people. People, yeah. Jeez. That's a tough one, eh? Yeah. So, and so that's where, I, that's where I basically uh, started learning as well. Yeah. So it's, yeah, like you're saying, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, and and it it sometimes need uh, experiences sometimes the best the best teacher when it comes to these things. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, it is also take a girl child to work day today. Mm. I think that is true because I see trending all over Twitter. Oh, really? What do you think about that whole topic, both of you gentlemen? Take a girl child to work day. Uh, simple. I would think. We both males. Why? <laughs> why are we being deprived of that opportunity? I was just about to say the same thing. When is it going to be take a boy child to work today? I, I feel like we are really, uh, we really need to start shifting, shifting, not even shifting, but having equality yeah. and stand for what equality really stands for. for yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'll speak for the girls and say you've had it that way since Adam Adam came on the planet it's only just I wish I was Adam today then I wish I was Adam, <laughs> Adam like 2000 years ago then. like because it's more it's more than 2000 years for the last let, let's say for the last 8000 years yeah. if it is 8000 years men have always been the ones you know taking the lead yeah. women have always been sitting at the back, back seat you were never getting any opportunities and yeah. now they're saying well let's try to Level out matters in some way. Let's, let's make sure that the women come up with the right type of mental, uh, you know, mental thinking. Because yeah. I mean, if you think about it, there's so many obstacles facing ladies, uh, yeah. especially true. young girls. There's That's sugar true, daddies, true. aka bless us. There is, you know, um, <laughs> teenage pregnancies. They, they gotta worry about, about yeah. the, the, the g- guys they age. They also gotta worry, worry about, about the guys, older, guys older than them. They gotta worry about er- all these things, things yeah. you know. So, so I agree with you, Wiza. I'm not saying that we shouldn't neglect the ladies, yeah. but stuff like take a child to work day yeah. should you really deprive the boy child because yeah. that's that's just one one aspect of a whole lot of things yeah. a, a whole lot of issues that because, uh, boys I'm, and girls are facing you know you can see it in the develop i mean how the country is also developing with because i mean take a girl to child take a girl, girl child, child to, to work, work has been around for some time mm-hmm. and it is I think it is a, you can call it a successful program mm-hmm. because you see, you can see women driving, being in uh, better positions mm-hmm. uh, in the workplace. Yeah. You can see women, they're the ones that are affording to buy vehicles more than the guys. And you can see more women getting uh, jobs uh, rather than uh, uh, males. Yeah. Uh, so it's not, it is successful in that way, and maybe other males are deprived of those opportunities. I think I think the powerful thing about the program is that it instills vision into that child's life. Life, exactly. So now that's why I I stand for the boy child in this situation because there are a lot of guys out there that have no vision that don't yeah. know who they want to become, and exactly. things like this might just change one Spark. or two of those kids' yeah. lives, and then Spark something, and that that completely changes their life forever. No, that's true. I think that uh, we should stop trying to fix problems in the seesaw style. Like yeah, exactly. When this side seems too heavy, just put a lot of weight on the other side. Right? Exactly. Put a lot of weight on the other side. Rather just 
take the middle of the seesaw see, and literally just lift the whole thing up. up. Yeah. And in that way, you actually, you know, making sure that there's a proper balance yeah. going forward. Yeah. So instead of, let's say now, Trying to remedy this with take a boy child to work day because there is actually something like that's um starting to brew. Um, someone uh, or a couple of organizations are yeah, trying I've to bring a, also, yeah. a take a boy, boy child, child to work, work yeah. or something like take that. Take a child, child but yeah. yeah. Rather just say let let's just have no. No, nothing differentiating yeah. girl guy, yeah. you know that type of thing. That's true. I had a discussion with um, uh, a student union. Um, yeah, that on June 16, it was just an idea. On mm. June 16, instead of having um, these rallies and all of these uh, political events, instead of it being a political day. Uh, companies should actually open their doors for young people to mm. come and ask questions, like you the take a girl child to uh, work, yeah. there, you know, or you uh, you are afforded an, an opportunity just to walk into any firm you want to, mm. and you find the directors there, and the kids can walk through and have that opportunity instead of it just being about a rally and you know mm. the, too much political stuff. So yeah. it is a th- that is something I think should people should actually look at starting to consider and. That's actually it's a one powerful of the initiatives statement that now. We want to, You've got me to thinking. Take, to take on. With June 16 approaching, do you guys still believe that uh, June 16 is standing for what it's supposed to? Because from what I see, like you said, it's political rallies. There's always a turn up somewhere in exactly. Santon. It's just keeping the, I mean, it's just keeping the kids out, you know, it's just, yeah. you could say it's doing more damage than, yeah. than, than, than good. What do you, like, like you that. said, like you said now that the companies should open up their doors and all of that. What does June 16 mean to you? It's a day where youth thought, fought for their education rights. Well, mm-hmm. a day when they, uh, it brewed mm-hmm. and they were fighting for their educational rights and not to have Bantu education mm-hmm. as, 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 as a system. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, where, where do you, where does one, my, my my thinking is that is where does one want to take education? Yeah. So, if you're already at school every day, you know, you sh- uh, June 16 should actually be preparing you for the future. Yeah. Because that's what that day was about to say that we don't want to learn this day. We want a better education to have a better future. So basically, what you're saying is it should be a day where we build the youth of today for tomorrow. Tomorrow, exactly. Which is and something. We campaign when we don't have big campaigns at a stadium, or, and yeah, and then because I don't think the youth of today actually realize or care about what happened. No, exactly. But we need to prepare them for the future. Yeah. Well, that's a very general statement when you say the youth of today don't care because, you know, you are part of the youth of today. Yeah. Clearly, you care. <laughs> so there's a like hundred thousand others that also care. So some of the youth of today don't care. Maybe okay. Some a, of the some yeah. of the youth of today. <laughs> Thank don't you for care. correcting that's, me. Yeah. that's true. Yeah. And and I in a way I feel that um, you know our default setting is to is to not progress even in our own um. Um, development. It's, it's as if your default setting is to pull yourself down. Mm. It's, it, and it's so whack that it's that way because, um, I mean, from, from getting up in the morning to going to the gym, you have to fight against yourself <laughs> to do something that's going to benefit you. <laughs> you exactly. Um, to, 
to replying to that email that's gonna, you know, possibly get you some Stop. money. Yeah. And then you fi- have to fight against you to say, why haven't you replied yet? Okay. What's your problem? Why haven't you sent the invoices? You know, to, um, e- even, um, doing any, you know, thing, uh, like let's say putting in money to go to a workshop mm. rather than using the same money to just go chill, chill and do yeah. a turn up. Yeah. Or even saying, Yo, guys, June 16 is here. What are we going to be doing? Yeah. Uh, um, apparently, there's some seminar happening in Joburg. But at the same time, Kasper Nyovest is filling up the dome. <laughs> Where are we going to go? And your your natural inclination is not to better yourself. Self, yeah. But it is to go after, you know, the nice time that's yep. not going to benefit you in any way when it comes to, you know, personal growth and development. And it's it's as if the guys who end up succeeding in life, the guys who actually end up making it are the ones that just have self mastery to literally just dominate your own self because the battle is you. You are yep. actually the battlefield. You're your own worst enemy with yeah. you. Yeah, and you first need to conquer yourself before you can conquer us. In fact, all of us in the whole world make way for people who have conquered okay. themselves mm-hmm. because it's so hard to conquer yourself. Even just to wash your own dishes, man, hey. it is so hard <laughs> to conquer yourself, guys. Yeah. It is the hardest thing yeah. ever. And I think. Once you become your own best fan and you start to really conquer yourself in some way, then you, you really just gonna, you're just gonna dominate. Dog. Because yeah. there aren't people out there, that, there aren't really a lot of people out there that are conquering themselves. You sound like Kanye West. Yeah. Who gonna stop me, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's true. I think the powerful thing though is that the people that yeah. are conquering themselves are focused on tomorrow rather than today, which is something that we really need to focus on. It's, it's rather building for tomorrow, yeah. building your future today for tomorrow. Yeah. And, that's 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 the that's the whole entire focus. The focus should be tomorrow, not yeah. today, or yeah. not what happened yesterday. Any tomorrow. last thoughts, sir? Um, I think I've. Yeah. Yeah. Anything you want to say to us, man? Come on, it's your last chance. This is your last chance. Dream it, believe it, and it will become a reality. Dream it, believe it, and it will become a reality. Well, from my side, I discovered a new quote today. I said it first. You need to make sure you quote me on this when you set it up on Twitter and Facebook and everything. <laughs> that is that there's always a, a wrong time to do a right thing. And there is, all, of course, never really... Uh, oh, what? Shucks, now I need to start it again. <laughs> <laughs> so they can't, there's, there's never a good time to do a bad thing. But there can be a bad time to do a good thing. So be patient because with patience, you could do the right thing at the right time and that'll make all the difference. Powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. My last words are you were born an original. Don't die a copy. Live your life on your, live your life on your terms. Realize who you are. Conquer yourself and take charge. Because if you are a copy, then you are a pirate. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up, gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been Unplugging and Charged. Thank you so much for joining us. See you next week. Cliff Central. The revolution. I've got something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com.